and this is Art Star Scene Radio on Radio Free Brooklyn. I am Face Boy. I Face Girl. With us in the studio. Back after a long hiatus. We love her. Sarah Elizabeth. Hi, everybody. It's good to be back. Good to have you back. <laughs> Squeak. At the lust party, I hear meow, 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 meow. There's clearly a Sarah around when you hear cat noises. Yes. Or groaning, or crying, <laughs> or crying, <laughs> or weeping. That's why she fits. Did any of that happen? Um, no, I didn't cry until after I was coming back from the party. <laughs> what about? Panic attack, regular shit, you know. Just your run-of-the-mill yeah, panic attack. Yeah, average panic attack. Just your nightly cry. Mm-hmm. Your regularly scheduled cry. Yeah. Mine's usually about seven when it starts. That's why the show is at seven. <laughs> <laughs> it's alternative to crying. <laughs> Who said it's an alternative? <laughs> On her way to the studio is uh, Nelly. Nelly's kind of negative. She brings the room down. Negative Nelly. Yeah, kind of a negative Nelly. <laughs> Is it wrong that I made that pun? Is that too no, obvious? Okay. Why is she always late? I don't you know. you tell her to get here at 730 we, or does she just come late? I don't know. I don't know. Well, I, I like to warn the guests that she's negative. So they don't think, you know, that somehow the guest brought her down. Well, why would they think that? I don't know. Because I think generally people, this is for everyone. When someone's acting a certain way, it's most likely not about you. Yeah. That's true. Truth. Yep. Get your ego out of your asshole. Projection is a real thing. Yesterday, I got a pair of $246 dress shoes for how much? Best guess. 75. Your left kidney. Nope. Punching an old lady in the face. Both. All good guesses. <laughs> Zero. $10.50. <sighs> how? Okay. I, I Black knew, Friday. Knew you, you knew you had to know how. Yeah, but, that, but Black Friday doesn't explain that. Okay, so Sarah, as you know, and if you heard last week... I got this fancy new suit <laughs> to work the party. <laughs> Brand new. Got my shoes all shined up. I'm like, I am going to project authority. <laughs> and the security tag was still on it. Least there were no security sensors at the party. <laughs> that's, that's, Aren't you the security that's sensor? looking at the bright side uh, in some respects. So on Sunday, I go back to Bloomingdale's and, uh, you know, I have my receipt and everything. I'm figuring... Maybe if I'm lucky, I'll get 50 bucks out of the deal. So I, I ask for a manager. I tell him my, my whole story. And I was at the fuck party wearing this suit with a tag in it. <laughs> you know a... how goddamn embarrassing it is. I look like I'm walking around with a condom. It's not a fuck party. I know. <laughs> but they don't know that. And that's the important thing. No, I said that I, I work high-end parties and I had an event on Friday. You and... know, kind. <laughs> That voice reminds me of um, Kristen Wiig's Target Lady skit from SNL. Have you ever seen that? No, but I want to because oh, I love really her. really good. I can't make a reference to it then. You unplugged my headphones, Catherine, I believe. Thank I'm you. I'm having a situation. <laughs> what are you, you doing? I'm having a trying situation. To tell a story. Get your shit together. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. My shit is totally <laughs> not together. I, I should not be it. talking. <laughs> I really should not be talking. I liberated my scarf. <laughs> Congratulations. How did it get? I don't know. Never mind. 
How did what? I, I don't care. You could have just taken your headphones off. I didn't want to. Totally could have just done that. I made the decision to make it a seamless transition from a problem to not a problem. And taking my headphones off would have been a whole to-do. The brilliant Ather Dunn, ladies and gentlemen. (laughs) That's right. I have an Einstein scholarship. Or whatever the fuck. So the manager, he's like, this has happened to me. Take 20% off the jacket. I'm like, sweet, because the jacket costs like 350 bucks, something like that. So that's $70, more than I expected. So then the clerk is rigging it, is trying to do this thing, and she's messing up, she's messing up, and finally she gets it, and it turned out that she gave me 20% off the entire order, and before any of the discounts or anything, she gave me $145 in gift cards. Why? Just because? Because she fucked up. (laughs) She made a mistake. And you didn't say anything about Fuck it. Fuck no. <laughs> Hells no. Ass no. On the subject of um, questionable gray areas of morality in Bloomingdale's, if you go to the customer service desk, fun tip for anyone who lives in New York that still has an out-of-state ID, you can ask for an out-of-town discount and they'll give you 10% off of everything except for like a few limited things that are excluded. Nice. I've been living in New York for five years. Granted, I don't go to Bloomingdale's that often, but every time I do, I still have my California ID. It's the only thing I have left from, like, you know, my sense of identity in childhood. Mm-hmm. So I go and I get 10% off and I pretend like I'm visiting. I love that because it's yeah. just like, hi, I'm from Earth and we don't spend that money there. Can you just not charge me that, you fucking lunatics? And they're like, wink, wink. We've got a thing for this. That's what that is. Mm-hmm. Try it on rent, guys. <laughs> So on Friday, I combined the Black Friday deals with the $145 that I had, and that's how I got $245 shoes for $10.50. Boom! And then he ate your slutty eggs. Oh, I made some slutty eggs. I make slutty food. Sloppy little slutty eggs. I make slutty food that, like, turns people into sluts. What makes food slutty? Is it lots of butter? Because that's what I think of. Oh, yeah. yeah. I created a wall of cream cheese around... Around, I like the runniness of the yolk. And yeah, like the just, yeah. You really stay true to how a yolk should be. Yeah, this that's some slutty food. That's slutty. Yeah, I'm There's not a, a big cream cheese I'm, person, but I could get down with that. A wall of cream cheese in a circle around the edge of an English muffin, and then a soft boiled egg in the middle. Sometimes I throw some fucking smoked salmon on top of that shit. The cream cheese and my food does make people slutty. You've seen video evidence of it. Food, bread, porn. Yes. Slutty food. But we could show it right now. (laughs) Have you seen? (laughs) You just just wanted to look at uh, uh, stormy leather. uh, Have you seen the videos, though? Someone posted about this recently, and I saw it on my Facebook feed. There's a woman who just gets, like, bread and baked goods and puts it on the table and shoves her face into it. (laughs) And they call it bread smashing. A la, like, cake sitting with your ass, but Mm -hmm. bread smashing with your face. And it's she has like millions of followers who pay her money to record videos of her, you know, smashing her face into bread. And I'm not going to yuck anyone's yum. But then I ended up going into an Internet hole and there's not just bread smushing with your face. There's all of these baked goods. And there was one woman who had this like cupcake and it had a unicorn horn on it. And it just got very weird. And I realized there's an entire world of people who are just into watching Attractive women smash baked goods with their face. 
Makes sense to me. You learn something new every day. I'm moving there. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds like heaven. Yeah, I I realized a few weeks ago that I live in a completely insulated world of my own. (laughs) I mean, my world is weird. Fine with it. I that was new for me. I'm not gonna lie. Mm -hmm. Jamie Arroyo is heading out. He does welcome to our house every single Saturday at six. Yes, he does. Oh, the opinions expressed on Art Star Scene Radio do are not... absolutely those of Radio Free Brooklyn. So you see them. You see them about that. Okay. If you don't like what we're saying, you take it up with those motherfuckers who, who really think it. No, that is not true. Just like everything else we say. It is not it is not the views and opinions. It's arguable whether or not anything we say is satire or completely serious. We might not even mean it ourselves. It's up to you to figure that out. Good luck. And if you're smart, you will. But let's get into it. We're already 10 minutes into the show. You said you have some stories. Oh, God. I don't know. You, you, I haven't seen you in a year. year. Really? I definitely haven't been on the show in over a year. I don't know if I've even seen you in a year. And we don't get a lot of chance... Time to talk at the last party. No, and I haven't been working last for like the last year and a half. Um, All right, well, let's start with the craziest shit. Oh, God, I literally don't even know where to start. I think the last time I was on the show, I was before I moved to Philadelphia, and I mm-hmm. had, like decided that I was going to try monogamy again. <laughs> yeah. Remember that whole thing? Uh, I remember that. <laughs> yeah, so I'm um, long story short about, oh, this is such a good story. I'm so excited to share this with the world. You guys so, have always wanted to scream this from a mountaintop um it so worked. anyway long story long no it did not work <laughs> the, monogamous the monogamy guy, did not work the monogamous he guy cheated, cheated. he cheated with, i knew it with his ex-wife ah. who he had been separated from and she was a absolute piece of work i don't even need to get into that well i think but, i'm the most shocked in this room <laughs> right it's shocking no <laughs> one not, saw it coming I'm but not. anyway vis-a-vis just for the Several record, months, I won the bet. Everyone was <laughs> on your side. I think most people laughed in my face when I told them this. But anyway, um, the monogamy was not my idea. I wasn't laughing which is beside at the you. point. I, I was, was laughing with you. You I'm, just weren't laughing yet. Not yet, because we're going to get there That's and you're the going to spit your coffee out. <laughs> Try not uh, to talk over each other. Anyway, so uh, cheats on me with his ex-wife. Gaslights me for several months. My anxiety, my PTSD, my depression completely spirals. Um, I relapse into self-harm almost for the first time in my adult life. I go back to therapy. That's not working. Everything is a disaster. He convinces me that everything is in fact fine. I just need to be on psych meds because I don't know how to handle my illness. So I go to a doctor. I get put back on antidepressants for the first time in my adult life uh, since I stopped taking them when I was 18. The antidepressants decide that I should probably try and kill myself. I didn't. Because I realized that it was the pills. I stopped taking them. You know, I went, I got medical help. I talked to a professional and I got through it. I came out the other end. And when I came out the other side, I realized, you know, I've made all these sacrifices about who I am. I've let someone kind of redefine me. This was a complete disaster. And this is the last time I do this. However, this son of a bitch decided that he was going to take zero responsibility for what happened. Um. Reciprocity was necessary at a certain point. Justice needs to happen, I feel like. And I'm not a violent person. I'm not a spiteful person. But there was one day where I got very angry because he shut my easy pass off on me while I was moving back and forth between New York and Philly because I decided to move back to New York and go back to my life of polyamory and being a slut. Um, (laughs) And on that day, I went home. 
And I decided to cover the Easy Pass in uh, glitter. <laughs> I covered it in hairspray and then I rolled it around in some glitter. And then I went through my house and I found every single thing of his. And I rolled neatly it folded it. I washed it first. You know, I made sure it was all washed and clean. But then I put glitter in the folds, <laughs> inside the sleeves, down the neck, you know, in each fold, deep, deep, deep down in the entire box. So that, you know, the top sheet was a thing of his sheets that had no glitter on them. So it looked completely harmless. Anyway, I didn't know how to give this to him. A mutual friend of ours, um, who I will not name for the <laughs> sake of him because I love him, but I love you if you're listening and you know who I'm talking about, <laughs> came over and decided that the solution for me to give him this box was to meet him at a bar. He gets me drunk. We walk into the bar. I have this giant, like, Home Depot, you know, cardboard box. And the waitress says, what's in the box? And my friend goes, oh, she's going to glitter bomb her ex-boyfriend. He cheated on her and he's meeting us at the bar. The bartender proceeds to buy me a round of drinks and my friend. <laughs> Everyone in the bar keeps coming up to me and going, can I give you a hug? You're my hero. You know, <laughs> Anyway, my alcoholic ex-boyfriend would not drink because he was so uncomfortable when he finally came and met us in the bar. I had to like was look at everyone. staring at him? No, I had to tell everyone. I was like, everyone, you need to like not stare when he walks in because this <laughs> needs to not seem obvious. So like everyone in the bar was in on it. I've gotten completely shit-faced at this point. I don't drink that much, but my friend keeps feeding me whiskey because I'm freaking out. Um, we have a small, short conversation talking about life. I'm like, yeah, I found this new great apartment. I've been traveling. Life is going great. I figured everything out. Um, his life was miserable. He and his separated ex-wife ended up actually getting divorced after the fact, after he threw our relationship down the shitter. Um, but before he left, I was like, you know, can I have a hug, please? You know, I just want to end things on a nice note. Um, Challenging. And yeah, gave him a hug, gave him the box. He walked away. I have not heard a word about said box of glitter because he knows he deserved it, except for one time where he drunkenly divulged to said mutual friend. You know that she glitter bombed me, right? And he laughed hysterically and said, I know I helped. Um, (laughs) Are they still friends? Yeah, they're still friends. All of us, like, we're, we're actually, like, relatively cordial, despite the fact that that whole thing was pretty horrific. Um, but yeah, that was a good one. Um, I, I went to Israel for two months and lived on a goat farm with no power or cell service. Um, you do these things. Yeah, I do these things. <laughs> like a lot. These, a lot. I do these things. Yeah, I went back for Midburn and I ended up staying on a goat farm and that was pretty cool. Um, there were like hundreds of spiders that lived in uh, our bedroom because <laughs> the person whose room it was taught uh, yeah. I don't know what the technical term is for oh, someone gosh. who teaches about spiders entomology he taught, he was, spiderology spiderology at the University of Jerusalem and we were house sitting for them while they were on their honeymoon house sitting farm sitting whatever Arachnopology. do you like spiders um, no I hate them oh that sucks um but I had to learn to coexist with these spiders mm-hmm. and it was a fascinating learning experience no um also I like spiders. Also, I do too, but no. Also, wait, this is great. No, I um, it, it, Yeah, they're not no, they're not they don't I don't really do they do spiders have feelings? Oh, People say that yeah, about my do. snake though, and I get really offended. So of course they have feelings. Them. Probably. Everything does. Trees have feelings. Yeah. I can't eat yogurt because I'm afraid as a living organism it has feelings. <laughs> <laughs> True. I have so many <laughs> fucked up fears last night my mother <laughs> like was watching commitment. chitty chitty bang bang i don't have a fear of commitment my mother was watching chitty chitty bang bang and 
what? Why? Why? Dick Van Dyke is American. Why do the kids have to be creepy British kids singing? Why? <laughs> yes. Little fucking children of the corn. You know oh. I'm afraid of British children singing. Oh, you just gave me a clue. It was it was really oh, horrifying. <laughs> truly scrumptious. You're truly, truly. Yeah, yeah, stop keep it. going. Make it stop. Keep like, going. The intro to some scary child pornography that should Horrible. end people in jail. No. Uh, woof. Oh, that's crazy. Um, <sighs> so how about the weather? Guys? I like that that just did you. Like, truly, you're done. Yeah. You're like, I, it's oh, like, I, I was not able to. You just stared at your paper and then you came back with nothing. I did. You just did. stared at it's and you came true. back with nothing. You're like. Fucking British kid. Like, you just went on a deep journey. There were sandworms. <laughs> and you just came back with nothing. There's whiskey in here. If you'd like some. I'm going to take some myself right now. Oh, oh, Nelly's coming. So you're drinking faster? Uh, yeah, I guess so. <laughs> hey, Nelly. Hey. How are you doing? Mm-hmm. How are you? Uh, I'm doing fairly well. I just kind of traumatized myself, but... Uh, I get that. What? I get that. From what? Like everything. Oh, you get traumatized. Yeah, no, I get that. I find that relatable. Me too. What did you do today? Not much. Had some ramen. You had some ramen? Yeah. No Thanksgiving left? Oh, that's right. You don't... No, I don't. You don't celebrate don't Thanksgiving. I celebrate Thanksgiving, no. I just ate extra. I guess that's celebrating. I ordered two of everything instead of one. Okay. How about Christmas? You celebrate Christmas? That's the next holiday coming up. No. I don't believe that cards should tell me what to do. That's not a Hallmark holiday. It's Coke holiday. What? Coke. Coca-Cola? No, I'm sorry. Christmas (laughs) was here before Coca-Cola. Then why does Santa wear red? No logic behind that. It's more marketable. Are you dating anyone? No. Why would I do that? Why would why would anybody do that? I'm sorry purpose? that I'm being so rude. I just really relate to everything that you're saying, Nelly. I think we all do. Deeply profound level. I'm not special though. What? I'm not special. No one is. No, no, no one is. You're right. Not even Beyonce. I, I talked to you on Thanksgiving and your big activity was going into the hallway looking at the <laughs> Recycling. Yeah. I needed to make sure it was still there. (laughs) It was. Let's, uh, I have a question for, uh, we'll get back to you at some point, Nelly. Oh, wait, I have a really good buzzkill. Yeah. I have one that'll make everyone stop laughing. Tomorrow's the 10-year anniversary of my dad dying. I know that. Yeah. I know that. Uh, Happy birthday. Thank you, Nelly. (laughs) (laughs) We're all still laughing. That didn't work. God damn it. (laughs) I'm not. I never laugh. Never? No, why would I? Why would I let myself go? I feel like you don't have control over yourself when you laugh. It's like a sneeze. I don't sneeze. You fart? No. Why would I? (laughs) This is a great Thanksgiving dinner conversation, actually. Um, it was, uh, Thanksgiving was my mother, one of my best friends since I was a kid and a partner of mine. And, uh, we had a whole conversation about how my mother has never farted in front of anyone she's been in a relationship. Really? Yeah. 
you know, and how she really admires the younger generation for our comfort and honesty and the way we approach relationships. My mother's 70. Uh, I had a panic attack during dinner and had to excuse myself at this point, and my partner came in to comfort me. We're in a car home later with my friend, and she says, so when you were guys were in the other room, I have to tell you, you, you really can't take me anywhere anymore um, because I was helping your mom do the dishes, and she farted. <laughs> and I couldn't help but start laughing hysterically and I had to go to the bathroom because I was going to start snorting and I went into the bathroom and I laughed so hard that I cried <laughs> farts are fun farts, farts are, fun, are fun especially when people are like I don't fart and then they fart and then they fart <laughs> um, so Sarah what kind of feelings do you have around this uh, 10th anniversary oh jesus christ i wish i knew my therapist and i have been trying to figure that one out all month you don't really know what you're feeling (laughs) i mean obviously it's sad it's weird though because it's like you know in theory you know uh, with distance and time things get easier and less painful and this year feels like the hardest it's ever been aside from the year that he passed because it's the 10 year and that has some really sure whether it's that or I went back to um, LA where I grew up for the first time after Burning Man this year for a couple of weeks for the first time in uh, God four years since my mom sold uh, her home where I grew up and she moved out east so it's like being back where all the things happened and all the memories and all all that kind of brings it up and makes it Mm -hmm. fresh and I think I've been processing a lot of things my father was a complex my um i grew up in uh oh god this is weird i guess i've never said this like verbally directly publicly but i grew up in an abusive household Uh, my dad was very ill and had a lot of substance abuse issues and he passed very suddenly of uh cancer and lymphoma and stage four and i killed him within two months and when he passed we were fighting uh, because I had finally put my foot down on his substance abuse issues that mm. summer. And it turned out that he, in fact, had not relapsed on using. He just had a ton of brain tumors. So, oh. yeah, it was pretty pretty less than ideal, mm-hmm. um, needless to say, because by the time we knew what had happened, his uh, brain had kind of just... And there was no way to really discuss anything, because he thought I had been there the whole time. The one thing that gives me comfort is he had no idea that we had been fighting. We've talked about this privately because mine is December 9th, and also my father was less than kind to me, uh, to put it mildly. And it comes with really mixed feelings. Um, But you you always, the the day is always there. Uh, December 9th, uh, my niece and nephew twins are part of some performance and uh i'm going with my family taking my mom and but every time they said the date of the performance i could only think of that you know of the of of my dad dying so suddenly no warning whatsoever none uh on his way to the opera um and it's it's one of the strange things that happened is in the years following his passing, I I really deified him. I thought of him as just this incredible person, and in, and in many ways he was. You know, he had a PhD in organic chemistry, for fuck's sake. Um, 
and many accomplishments. Just and 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 an aunt an aunt said this to me uh, at at uh, when when one of my uncles has passed. He said, "Your father was such an incredible man, such a smart man, but so stupid when it came to you." And I was like, "What are you talking about?" Because I was still in the deification phase, and that was sort of the trigger that made it. I don't. I still don't remember hardly any of it, but I knew something had happened, and I would ask family members, and no one wants to talk about it. People don't want to talk about this stuff, and and I'm I'm yeah. like, I want to know. I want to know what happened. I want to know, you know, why I'm fucked up. I feel you on that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting, I think the older I've gotten, you know, my dad died when I was 15. So it was kind of an oddly formative time. And it was before I could really properly comprehend everything that mm-hmm. had happened. And thankfully, through 10 years of great therapy, um, I've been able to kind of work through the kind of it was either the deification, like you're explaining, or this demonization and there was rarely any in between but also mm-hmm. my father was bipolar so he was mm-hmm. like the best ever when he you know wanted to be nice and when he wasn't ill and he was brilliant as well you know he went to columbia he was a writer he was really 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 funny um but he also had a lot of issues mm-hmm. um and the more i kind of i think the reason this year is arguably the hardest um, is I think I can make sense of things um, in a logical way now that I couldn't in the past. You know, my therapist said to me this week while she was crying, which was a very odd experience. Um, you know, I've been Your seeing therapist my, my was therapist crying. was crying. I've been seeing my therapist on and off for 10 years. So mm-hmm. we have a very intimate relationship and she was crying and she said, you know, it's really complicated, Sarah, because you're doing the best that you ever have. It's like comparing apples and oranges to, you know, when you were younger and when you were first diagnosed and when your father first passed and even for like, you know, several years of your life to now, like you're doing the best that you ever have, but I've never seen you in so much pain. And that's a really weird kind of place to be in and I'm uncovering little things each time. And it's like, Oh wow. No, that actually was not okay. And my mom is also similar. She doesn't, I mean, now she's willing to talk about it, but it's also because I've spent years trying to convince her that it's better to talk about things. But actually, I got a new tattoo since I saw you last. You did? Yes, I got the number two on my middle finger, and this is something me and my therapist came up with. Okay. Um, And it's about the middle ground that exists between, you know, the crazy father who, you know... Mm-hmm made questionable choices and definitely traumatized me and everything was always terrible and everything was always wrong. Nothing was right and the world was crumbling and my mother, who could be standing in a burning room and would ask you if you wanted something to drink. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> isn't the rug lovely? Um, and I think there is a place in between that. There's a middle ground between everything's fine and everything's garbage where, you know, they don't have to be a demon and they don't have to be this like rose colored romanticized version of this person who abused you and traumatized you. They can just be who they were. And I think that's really healing. That um, really is. Yeah. That really touched me. Can I give you a hug? Yeah, you can. <laughs> you know, when people open up about their feelings and about the things that are going on, it, it's really helpful. 
uh, I have said that it's helpful to my listeners. And when you opened up right then and what you said, clearly you touched me and, and, and you helped me make sense, make some sense and, and put me perhaps on a different path of my own healing. And, um, Unless there's more that you want to add to this, we can move on. I think there's one more thing that I would like to mention, and I think it's interesting because, you know, as someone, you know, my dad died, and then after my dad passed, I started battling, you know, with being chronically ill and mental health issues. Mm -hmm. You know, I used to be suicidal. I used to self-harm. My life used to be a disaster. I am now a very high-functioning, chronically ill person. A lot of people Mm -hmm. do not see that. They don't necessarily know that unless I share that with them. I'm not ashamed of it because... I think it's important that we talk about these things, like you said. Um, However, there's this thing that everyone says that fucking drives me crazy. It gets better. Mm -hmm. It gets better. It gets better. It gets better. And it does get better. But what happens after it gets better? And I think this timeline that we've put on healing and that, like, you know, if you're not in crisis and you're not trying to kill yourself and you're not drinking yourself in a hole and you're going to work and you have stable relationships and whatever and, like, it's better— you're managing your illness, you're on medication that works, you're seeing a doctor, you're taking care of yourself. But those illnesses still exist and they're still really hard and they're really challenging. And I think for survivors, it's important that we acknowledge that just because you're not in crisis, that like your struggle and what you're experiencing is still real and it can get better, but that doesn't mean that it's not still hard sometimes and that doesn't mean that you're broken. And it's not a straight path. Exactly. Healing is not linear. Yeah, it is not linear. Healing is not linear. Let's get a song from Catherine, and and then we'll move on to some other things. Oh, so on Thursday, my cat is so fucking psychic about everything. Mm -hmm. She usually has breakfast, lunch, and dinner all during breakfast. She just has three breakfasts. (laughs) That's her thing. That's what she likes. Fine. She doesn't wake me up for it. She waits until I wake up. Thursday morning, after her three breakfasts, she looks at me and she goes, it's extra food day. She was, she, I don't think she was still hungry. She just knew that, that on Thanksgiving, you get extra food. <laughs> I'm like, how do you know this? She's like, I know everything. It's extra food day. I want more food. She knew about Matt, about Matt Lauer before anyone else. Did. She did. She knew about Matt Lauer before. Every, so I gave her extra food. Friday comes around, normal amount. Saturday, normal amount. It's just weird, 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 weird. And Catherine, if you would share with us a song. If you don't have it, you're on 
the other side Deeper you stick it in your vein The deeper the thoughts There's no more pain Can you put the music louder? Because I can't hear it Like at all, it's weird Thank you. Round of applause, but no one can see him. I'm <laughs> clapping in a circular motion. Thank you. I can see it. Radio Free Brooklyn is a 501c3 nonprofit organization whose mission is to provide a free and open platform to our community and promote media, literacy, education, and free expression. We rely primarily. <laughs> so educated. Primarily on donations from listeners like you. 
To help support our mission, we invite you to make a one-time donation or monthly pledge at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. Every cent helps us to continue to stay on the air. So please support independent community media by pledging whatever you can afford. All contributions are tax-deductible to the fullest extent of the law. Again, that's RadioFreeBrooklyn.org slash donate. If you want to sponsor this show, you think you've learned something, maybe had a laugh, Maybe enjoyed the music. Give us some money. Go to give us your money. Go to rfb.nyc slash ass. That's rfb.nyc slash ass. 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 Truly, I did it to myself. Wasn't allowed to curse during dinner because there were children. What the fuck? Yeah. Everyone cursed but me. Nice. You're such a good rule follower. That's right. I kind of pro am. Dom. I'm pro Dom. <laughs> Maybe, oh. yeah, all my pro years is a Dom. Pro it more sounds like. Uh, Not from what I know about him. I mean, I know, <laughs> but like following rules that someone else makes for you. Well, that's also a Dom's job. Boundaries, safe words. like That's fair, but I don't know if the, the some children don't. <laughs> you know what's interesting? My dad taught me to curse when I was a kid, and I turned out fine. <laughs> I'm fucking fine. <laughs> Every other word I say is four letters, but it's fucking fine. It's fucking fine. We were talking about this a few weeks ago. When I was growing up, everything was punctuated with and shit. I'm going to movies and shit. What are you going to see and shit? Uh, I'm going to see Creed 2 and shit. Ah, I heard that was good and shit. Yeah, yeah, I want to see that shit and shit. Yeah, no, I know what you mean and shit. Fucking shit. <laughs> Fucking shit. Going to the bathroom and shit. That kind of doesn't... That. I gotta go with shit and shit, you know? Uh, How has... This is a question I, I wrote down specifically as an interview question. How has uh, FOSTA-SESTA affected your work? Um, You know, honestly, I've been pretty lucky um, compared to what a lot of people that I work with have been. I am very much on the line of sex work, but I am not a sex worker. Not that I'm better than a sex worker. I'm a burlesque dancer. To say that what I do requires as much work as a sex worker is bullshit Mm -hmm. and discrediting to sex workers. Mm -hmm. Um, I definitely think that I was shadow banned briefly, but that doesn't seem to be happening as much anymore. Um, But I think that Sesta and Fosta is bullshit. Of um, obviously, as we all do, it hasn't helped anyone. Way it's too far reaching. Way too far reaching. And it's only hurting sex workers. Every single friend of mine who is a sex worker has been really negatively impacted by it. So with that being said, if you're not giving your money to Radio Free Brooklyn, give your money to a sex worker um, mm-hmm. because they need it. Mm-hmm. Um, give your money specifically to like a sex worker who is a person of color, who's trans, who doesn't have access to the like back page that they were using because shit is hurting and you'll get a blowjob that's how it works or you don't even have to do it for a blowjob you can just do it because you're a good fucking person person. um but yeah it's been really interesting you know for specifically like the party that we worked last week um lust like we can't the producer of that party has abby hurts yeah abby has has been been having a real run with it Mm -hmm. um 
And like, we can't even post the name of the party when we're promoting it because the post will automatically get shadow banned just by using the, the name show of the that event. can't be named. Yeah. Is what has is what she's going with. And it does wow. feel like a little like cool and fancy and a little bit like <laughs> Voldemort, you know, like Slytherin. Like if Slytherin had an erotic themed dinner party, they do. Um, it's lust. Um, not not that I really should be making any claims about an event that I have nothing to do with production on. But, <laughs> but you've been there, like you've worked. Oh yeah, I've been, been I've been a, a human dinner platter several times, and the VIP dinner platter. Not this time though. This time yeah, what I was. With that? I don't know. This time I was stuffing and squash, and I'm not gonna lie. I kind of liked being a general platter because when I do VIP, I only have like whatever the twelve or fifteen people who pay more money. And granted, it's very intimate. I get to know them all very well by the end of the course of the dinner. I know their names. I know what they're into. You know what mm-hmm. their partners are into. Whatever. Um, and it's fun to be able to guide specific people on experiences throughout the course of their meal uh but then i don't really get to interact with any of the rest of the guests Mm -hmm. because they can't come and eat off of me so Mm -hmm. this time it was fun because i got to interact with everyone and people would come up and i'd get to have short conversations with them and have like little interactions and experiences with more people and the really fun part was a lot of people kept coming back to my table and a comment that i got was your food isn't actually the best food. We just like your ambience and we missed you and wanted to talk to you again. Aww. So we came back. So the flu- food platters are pretty much almost completely naked. Yeah, we just wear small underwear. It's and, and there's, it's just what it sounds like. Food artistically arranged on their bodies and you eat off their bodies. Um, I, uh, I was a teensy bit unprofessional. Uh, in you took that, a nibble? What's that? You took a little nibble? No, no, no. I, uh, when I had downtime before the party and sometimes during the party, I went over to Sarah and was talking to her and I, I gave, I gave her extra attention, which as a stage manager, you know, you're supposed to give equal attention and always give me extra attention. I know I do. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tell anyone except the <laughs> don't tell everyone. Don't tell anyone except everyone. Everyone already knows. Yeah, I always give Sarah extra attention. I'm special. Yeah, to me, I don't are. like me, but some other people do, except for the ones that hate me. I like that. Oh, so as soon as the kids left from Thanksgiving, just to go back for conversations, I was like, "Fuck shit, tits, fuck piss, fuck me in the ass, shit." In the fuck, elevator, fuck. in the elevator with your mom. No, I wasn't that bad. On the subway. But, uh, yeah, I started cussing. Yeah, we had to do that before our episode, our clean episode, didn't yeah. we? Uh, yeah. Mario De La Casa, because he mm. has a, a family-type business. So we, we did one episode with no curse words whatsoever. What? None. The yeah. word bitch, but it was referring to a female dog. Mm-hmm. So, and we didn't say it. And That's then the, the next episode, part. we just opened with a barrage of profanity. Yeah, <laughs> we had to get it out. We um, I can't believe you agreed to do that. Well, we didn't. It was my idea. Yeah. It was my idea. It's like how most, you know, movies when they did the uncut, unedited version, like all the American Pies or whatever back in the day when DVDs were a thing, Uh, except it's the Art Star Scene Radio Clean episode. It's actually an interesting. I think it was called that. The Clean episode. I don't think so. No? It's like bold red letters. Because I didn't want to bring it. Clean. Yeah, I didn't want to bring attention to the fact that. It was we're the so, one time we yeah. really because we said it before we called him. We're like straight up, we're a bunch of dirty birdies. <laughs> but today we're not going to do that. 
So if that's what you're into, listen to us next week. <laughs> so one thing that came up during our, our dinner that I had totally forgotten, my sister Nancy used to have, when we were kids, she used to have this pretty much life-size doll that she called Dolly. <laughs> and people would, <laughs> would mistake it for a, a real child often. <laughs> So since that happened so much, Nancy decided she would walk around the neighborhood dragging Dolly around by her foot <laughs> <laughs> just to freak people out. Now where I thought that was going. I love dead baby jokes so much. I really do. They're my favorite. That's um, actually a dead five-year-old. <laughs> it's a dead toddler. Yeah. Is that different? Uh, can, I, can I tell a joke? Absolutely. Um, how, how do you make a dead baby float? With like milkshake with ice cream. God damn it, Catherine! No one ever guesses Sorry. that. Um, but it's not really. <laughs> it's not really a milkshake. You're just as fucked up. Did as you I know the joke, or are you just no? It's fucked really. Up. It's, it's. I don't know how to answer that. Um, I kind of just figured it out. You get a glass, um, and you put in uh two scoops of vanilla ice cream and fill it to the top with root beer. I mean, but the vanilla ice cream is baby ice cream i just completely fucked that up <laughs> damn I, I shouldn't tell jokes people have said i'd be good at comedy um, and then things like this happen if your entire act was that it would be brilliant <laughs> i would watch the fuck out of somebody who just kept fuck, like doing like dad jokes that are stock jokes but then fucking them up in some way that would be brilliant please do it <laughs> i want to see this because i love it it's usually not like knock knock who's there hold on hold on who no no, no wait that's not it <laughs> like trying to figure it out and then be like okay wait no now i know and then just saying the punchline oh if i had started this earlier damn it we're too late in the episode but my dad used to tell this joke um and long story short is it was the most fucked up thing ever and i tell it to people sometimes where it's a two-part joke because my dad was in the army and they would sit around and tell each other you know jokes when they were bored and didn't have anything to do so he'd tell this joke that didn't really have a punchline um, and the conclusion was that this guy was depressed from a divorce and he would go to a therapist and the therapist told him to build a house um, out of bricks that he found in an empty lot. And this would cure his depression. And the punchline is that he built this entire house, but then there was a brick missing. And everyone's just like, OK, I don't get it. <laughs> a week later, um, he would tell another joke about a woman who was forced to throw her dog out a window on a train car and. A man would throw his cigarette out in exchange for the dog. Longer thing. Whatever. But at the end of it all, the dog from the second joke has the brick from the first joke in its mouth. And someone actually beat my dad up for said joke. What? Um, because he kept them going. Like, when he would drag it on each time. It was like a 45-minute <laughs> joke, you know, and someone tells the joke that is just way too long and they go way too into detail and you're like i really don't get where you're going with this but i really hope that there's somewhere and at the end of him just talking and talking and talking and talking there was no punchline yeah there never... was it was in his face yeah. punch wow. in the face yeah wow. there's your fucking punchline yeah. yeah. oh my god that's beautiful good that's amazing yeah it's a really good joke everyone always groans and gets very upset uh. <laughs> wait was that the, the whole thing yeah so wait 
That was literally the joke was just that there was no actual joke. No, wait, was your whole thing a joke? Because that's a hilarious thing. No, but it should be. <laughs> My life is a joke. Catherine. Because after you said it, I'm like, wait a minute. Did she just get me with like the most brilliant joke ever? My life is literally just a joke. Like my I, life. Is, I get that. Yeah, it's like a really bad, dark Hallmark movie, but it's funnier. Um, and I think the only reason I'm still alive is because I made jokes about it. No, same. Like I got into comedy because I would tell people the truth, and they'd laugh, and I'd be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you? Like I'm telling you my truth." And they're like, "You're hilarious." I'm like, "No, this is life." And they're like, "You should do comedy. Fine. Fuck you." Like going to look at recycling. It's an honorable job. You know, people like to take recycling for the deposits. Sometimes my neighbor will take the, the piles that I've swept and throw them out. So I wanted to make sure they weren't taking my boxes. That's why you looked at recycling because you wanted, it's not really recycling for you, it's storage. No, it's recycling. Nellie, are you, I'm sorry to ask this, but are you a hoarder? No. Okay. I think I might be, so. <laughs> I don't believe in emotional attachment. I just have a lot of things. Pearl Derriere is a performer who's <laughs> setting up the world's largest orgy. Thousand people. I thought that's that that's been done. Yeah. No, it fell apart. <clears throat> really? Yeah. The venue was like, whoa, we didn't know there was going to be all this fucking. <laughs> that happened at a sex party I went to once, too. What's that? They booked a venue for a party and everyone showed up and the venue was like, whoa, you can't do that. And so everyone showed up for a sex party and the venue wouldn't let anyone have sex. Wow. Damn. It was pretty unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. Yeah. The last time I saw you was at a sex party. Was it? Yeah. Where was it? I mean, I can't say, but I'll say Oh, you're I, right. You're right. Yeah. <laughs> I can't remember where, but that's valid. I can tell you that you were probably like a unicorn. Okay. Does no. that help? Maybe. Vaguely. Probably. Yeah. It was, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I think you're a unicorn or something. Like maybe there was a leotard. Maybe there was silver or white. I don't know. But it was like a weird night for me. And I didn't feel like saying hi because the person I was with was such a monster that I didn't want to bring any of that energy like over, if that makes sense. But I'm like, oh, I can't wait to see her like in a week and I'll tell her. And I haven't seen you since. <laughs> I think. I think that's true. Yeah. yeah. I think. Oh, God. I was in a weird place that night too because that was my first night out after getting assaulted by someone I'd been dating time wait like august of like it was like somewhere with like a karate studio mm -hmm. yeah oh wow yeah so we were both in a weird place yeah that would have been i should have said hello because yeah. i assumed that you were not in a bad place and i'm, like, I'm, I'm always not gonna bring in this a to bad her place. <laughs> i should have come because then two negatives would have made like yeah. a positive bomb or wait no that wasn't though no, i lied that was not the i have haven't been going out much because you know Getting assaulted makes you not really want to go and do things. Um, yeah, and then you read the news and you're like, yeah, confirmed. I'm going to stay home today. Uh, pretty much, exactly. Um, yeah. Yeah. We have eight minutes left. What uh, are y'all promoting? 
Well, what, every what, Saturday, uh, you can listen to Dunn's on right here on Radio Free Brooklyn at 3 p.m. Do not listen to Dave and Giggles. Fuck those guys. Um, <laughs> She's at a war with another yeah, yeah. with another show. That's right. And they called in today. Those bitches, they're going down. Ooh, <laughs> yeah, we're, okay. we're, we're scheming up. We're, we're trying to figure out how we're going to we're going to fight to the death. Listen to Dunn's son every Saturday at 3 p.m. Don't listen to Dave and Giggles. Yeah, slave and schmiggles. Don't listen to them. And uh, you can listen to me on Thursdays right here on Lost and Rewound, also at 3 p.m. I think that's true. And Satanic Bingo? I don't know. Okay. Anything coming up, live performances that are not private events? So here's the fun fart. Fun fart. Fun fart. Uh, fun fart. Um, Farts are fun. Book me, uh, because I'm really eloquent. But anyway, because I've been super depressed and or traveling, um, I'm... Probably booked on New Year's, but aside from that, my schedule is way too open for the next bit. So if you want um, a snake charmer or a fire performer or a burlesque dancer or, oh God, what else you don't do I do? So many I do things. a lot of you things. You do a lot of Classically things. trained dancer, choreographer, mm-hmm. all the things. Um, send me an email, reach out. I'm feeling flexible. Literally. And, Literally. Where, and, and, and where can people reach you? And people can reach me. Uh, you can find me on all of the social medias. My handle is at Sarah Elizabeth Spins. Sarah with an H. Elizabeth spelt as usual. S-P-I-N-S. My email is also sarahelizabethspins at gmail.com. Um, and yeah, pretty flat out across the board. Um, and if you're a creepy dude and you find her private personal Facebook page... Do not reach out there. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. And also, I if read you're your a creepy post dude, you, oh my God. Where you had gotten like 80 creepy dudes Yo, on one day. Yo, there was someone I worked with who, I guess, something he shot got a lot of notoriety on some online forum and just brought the worst type of creeps out to play. So with that being said, just because I'm a professional naked woman, do not think that that means that uh, you have any license to say anything. So what um, was that like, like getting 80 creepy dudes on one day? I mean, it's really day? like it's not the first time it's happened is the fucked reality of it. It's pretty standard, I would say, for most uh, women in my line of work. Um, that Even it, not in your line of work. Even not women, in my line period, of work. Yeah. Women in general. And then I think just like it kind of um, exacerbates it. If you have an internet presence, then like you're asking for it. The more visible, period. Yeah. The more visible the more you are. The more they can see you, the more likely they are to try to rape or assault you. Exactly. Just visibility. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like, are you hiding in your house? Even if you're hiding in your house, if you're on the internet, it's still not good enough. Yeah, no, <laughs> if you answer the phone and it's the wrong number, you're still done. Like, your if you go into hot. your DM request, done. Yeah, with that being said, the I other am... folder, avoid. Yo, the other folder is some shit. I oh, really, other folder. My oh, favorite man. other folder story, really quickly. I had someone reach out to me in my other folder. Uh, based off of, uh, he found my profile through uh, nude art work that I'd done. Art. Not porn. Not erotica. Not even erotic themed. I was just naked. Anything's porn to some people. Anything's porn to some people. He sent me a very long message detailing um, exactly what he would like to pay me to do to him. I'll save you the details on that. But at the end of it, he said, I'm married, so I would really appreciate it if we could um, keep this between us and allow things to remain discreet. His name? 
Oh God! I I, I wish We're I not still had it. Out. I really wish I did because mm. he's some random dude, and I really don't give a fuck. And he could try and dox me, and it would be funny. Just um, if you're married, it's probably your husband. There. Yeah. Let me just <laughs> let me just make it easy on everybody so that nobody is like, "Is it me?" It is. He's cheating. <laughs> there. You're welcome. Which is why you should open your marriage and be honest. Just uh. be honest. <laughs> and you had mentioned that you have a a, a new thing going on. Uh, yeah, I'm actually in like a two like healthy relationships right now. Two healthy are, relationships. Right? Yeah, no, one of my partners have been together for like a year and a half. Um and this other person I just started seeing about a month ago, but he's lovely and super supportive and hasn't run away while I've been super PTSD. So you're so you're having a so you're you're back to having a polyamorous healthy sex life. Yes. Good. Yes. I'm a functional human again, <laughs> despite being chronically ill. You too can be functional and chronically ill. <laughs> that's my slogan. I like that. Yeah. Uh, that's, you know, I, I showed you some pictures. <laughs> yes, you did. You, your sex life is much healthier than mine. My girthier. Mine's sure. happening. Girthier. girthier yeah. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Mine's actually pretty girthy right now. I'm not going to lie. Um, really? Yeah. Did you see the pony he sits on? Yeah, she saw. Oh yeah, saw. yeah. We were and in the middle of a very fancy dinner party, and I was lying down, and I was no. It was in. before. No, I had food on me. Yeah, you had food I on had you, food but, on but, me. but but no one had I come in yet. Because I laughed, and a stuffing tartlet fell off of my stomach. <laughs> a what tartlet? A stuffing tartlet. Sounds yummy. It yeah. was. It was. It also had cranberry sauce. Mm. I mean, if I actually ate any of this. The only reason I ate any was because the guests kept wanting to feed me. And I was saying, you know, I'm not allowed to eat. I'm not hungry. And they would go, but I want to feed you. And in that situation, you are allowed to I have party. to in that mm-hmm. situation. You don't have to, but. I mean, I don't have you... to do anything that they want me to. But as someone who's there to serve. Actually, Abby wouldn't be mad at me if I said this. When it got to be 9.15 and, you know, all the food's getting thrown off the models at 9.30. That's when I sampled stuff. I couldn't do it. I know you couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't. I, I had couldn't. one man who sat by my head for a good 45 minutes, at which point I told him to go explore. And he was like, do you want me to bring you back food for many of the other tables? <laughs> I was like, no, 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 no. Not allowed to do that. <laughs> it was a great party. It was. It really was. Oh, I'm my looking. God. Are I you going to do sub. February? I forgot to tell you that I had someone who was buying me shoes and rubbing my feet all the time, but he ended up being a piece of shit. You would have been proud of me, though. Temporarily. I'm listening. Cool. Yeah. We have two minutes. I didn't get it. Go for it. Enough, but... He was like way, 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 way more lifestyle than I was. And I'm not, I'm not um, a dom. I'm very much a sub. I'm not a switch. Um, <laughs> but he was very into that. We met actually at a later incarnation of the same party that Catherine and I bumped into. Um, <laughs> and um, yeah, I I can't do any sort of impact play or hit people. So I would pay one of my friends who's a dominatrix to beat the shit out of him for me. And in exchange, I got my feet rubbed and we adopted a dog and then he dumped me for being too depressed and now he won't let me see my dog. No. It's really sad. <laughs> Thank you, Sarah Elizabeth. <laughs> I was going to ask where the dog was right now. Do you think the dog's okay? <laughs> I don't know. I miss her. We can talk about it later, Catherine. I Aww. love you, Violet. <laughs> Thank you, Face Girl. Thank you, Face Boy. Thank you, Nelly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, thank you all for listening. And uh, You're welcome. Show yourself some love. It's important. <laughs> and show some love to those around you. <laughs>